One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. Screen time. It's my screen time too. Screen time, screen time. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time To Do, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming. From Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone voluntarily. I'm Deborah, And I'm Katie. And I have three kids, a nine-year-old named Tony and twins named Libby and Nate, who are six. And I have two kids, Jay, who is four, and Kenny, who is one. And today we have a special guest host, Katie's sister, Laura Petter, is joining us on the podcast today. Hi, Hi, Laura. Hi, thanks for having me. Yay, and Laura is mom to Felicity, age almost four, and Howie, age one. Our kids are pretty stinking adorable, aren't they? Yes, I can They sure are. (laughs) So, Laura, we like to start every episode with a little story about something cute or sometimes awful that our kids have done just to like get all the kids stuff out of the way first Uh before we really start talking about you know the heavy stuff do you have a cute story about Felicity or Howie well I had my first um solo flight with both kids without my husband so I was super nervous about that but shockingly it went really well and I was really surprised that Felicity my almost four-year-old was really helpful and uh I, I couldn't have asked for it to go better, but that being said, I'm not looking forward to the return flight by myself, but I mean, that was heartwarming that it went as well as it did. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. It's like knock on wood, because I'm sure the return flight will not go as smoothly. Right. Deborah, how about you? My kids are adorable. We are in uh, Banff National Park on a little vacation. And we went on this like amazingly beautiful hike yesterday and Tony and Nate spent the entire hike planning this app that they're going to design and all these in-app purchases that will make them millions of dollars. (laughs) And they were like seemingly oblivious to their surroundings. They were so into designing this game. It was hilarious but also, like, did they even know they were in the mountains? Oh. So I will remember that hike forever. It was cute. <laughs> As I don't know if we mentioned, Laura and I are here at our childhood home this week with all of our kids. And, uh, Cousins! Yeah, cousin party! <laughs> Uh, so I was standing in the kitchen with my dad, and Kenny was sitting by the door that goes out to the patio and my dad was going on and on about how great these heavy doors were because the kids couldn't really open and close them because they were so heavy and you know how there are two ways to keep a door from hitting the wall either you can have something attached to the wall that like Mm -hmm. bounces the door off or you can attach something to the door that like protects the wall so these doors have something attached to them Uh, at the bottom that hits the wall to keep them from hurting the wall and as my dad was talking about how great these heavy doors were for being childproof Kenny just grabs onto that thing and opens the door (laughs) oh he's so funny 
smartest baby ever. You can just get through it. <laughs> just mischievous. I don't know about smart, but definitely mischievous. <laughs> we also, Laura, take some time to talk about an article in the news that relates to screen time. So today, for our screen time in the news segment, we are discussing an August 10th Globe and Mail article called How I Learned to Make My Son's Screen Time a Shared Experience and Became a Teen Titans Go Fan by Marsha Letterman. Uh, This article describes how a mother of a 10-year-old son did all the reading, as Deborah, you and I have done, about screen time, was introduced to the fact that screen time doesn't have to be evil as long as it's a shared experience, And she began binging certain TV shows with her son, and she found it really satisfying. And the three shows that she focuses on in the article are the cartoons Teen Titans Go and Adventure Time and the reality baking competition Nailed It. What did you think about this article, Deborah? Bless this mom, because she (laughs) tried Fortnite (laughs) <laughs> which is that horrible shoot 'em video game. She let her son buy her a Minecraft account for her birthday. <laughs> and she tried Minecraft. Like, these are things that I have not tried myself. And I have an almost 10-year-old son. So she deserves some kudos for really trying to connect with her son over screens. I thought this was an adorable article. I wish that I had a show that I could like just sit down on a rainy day and chill out with my kids, but we just don't have that yet. But this gave me some inspiration that maybe someday it will happen. Laura. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, My husband will travels a lot for work and it started out, he was only traveling one day a week. So I told my daughter when he was gone, we could have like a mom, you know, like a time to watch a show together. So we actually Mm -hmm. do watch, um, she calls them kid baking shows, which is a perfect segue into what we're talking about today. Um, Yeah. We watch like Chop Junior together, um, and then we watch like dance competition shows together. And it is like, we get to talk about it. Like it's, it's a great experience to do together. So I totally related to the woman who wrote this article. Oh, I love that. So do you do it now if your husband is traveling more often? Well, the do you prob- do it every problem <laughs> is that <laughs> I made this deal with her that we could do it because he was only traveling once a week and now he's traveling two or three days a week. Um, so we're finding the balance of what is the right way to manage how often she now thinks that she gets to have this shared experience with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're figuring out. But, I mean, the shows that we're watching – I think are quality shows for her to watch and she'll dance along with the dancing shows and you know it's it's good stuff to do together I think. <laughs> Am I the only one who found the mom's revelation a tiny bit quaint? <laughs> like I guess I just always thought specifically of Adventure Time but I guess Teen Titans Go as well as being like one of those cartoons that is heavily geared towards adults. Is that, have you seen either of these? I haven't seen them. You know, my kids have watched Teen Titans Go and they really liked it, but it's a Cartoon Network one, right? Yeah, I think so. And that's my assumption about all Cartoon Network shows is that they're funny for both kids and adults. Sometimes they're not even at all for kids. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about this assumption when we did our Apple and Onion episode 
folks, check it out. Apple and Onion. It's awesome. So Mm -hmm. to hear that, like, she discovered these two shows and also nailed it to watch with her son. I mean, to me, it was just a little bit of a well, duh, lady moment. Am I a terrible person? You're not a terrible person. She might be the kind of person who's like, I don't have a television. I only read books, you know? And so, like, maybe TV was a little new to her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we live such different lives, Miss Letterman. (laughs) (laughs) Any follow-up from our last episode? Katie, have you tried any more Art for Kids Hub drawings? I have not, especially not with Jay. He's just not super into drawing. Yeah, only only my daughter Libby is into it, and we haven't really done anything like I thought I would because we were on this long road trip to get to Canada where they just watched movies in the car for days. How long was the drive? <laughs> it was like... Eight hours one day, I don't know, 10 hours the next day, and like five hours the day after that. Wow. I hope somebody gave you a medal when you got out of the car, because that is some serious parenting. I know, and my husband flew. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we can't complain about our piddly little airplane flights. Wow. We're driving back together, so the return trip should be less like taxing on me. It, it was it was good. Oh, I mean, you can't <laughs> see me, but I'm going full Wayne's World. Like, we're not worthy. We're not worthy right now. I cannot believe you did that. That is really awesome. Or dumb. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that statement can apply to a lot of parenting situations. Yeah, totally. Totally. So why don't we dive into what we're talking and reviewing today, which is YouTube cooking tutorials. It's our next installment of YouTube for summer in our continuing summer series quest to find gems among the terrible content that YouTube voices on our kids. So for this episode, we didn't focus on one channel. We watched some segments from Cook with Amber and the Bow Girls and Nerdy Nummies. So some of these channels star kids. Um, Cook with Amber is like a adolescent. The Bow Girls are like tween age, I think. And um, Nerdy Nummies stars Ro, who is an adult woman. <laughs> but <laughs> cooking uh her, her shows appeal to kids too so we picked it because our the drawing tutorials we watched for the last episode were a big hit and we thought youtube is great for teaching you things if you really do a little work to find the good videos mm-hmm. and school lunchtime is coming up and we are gearing up for packing those lunches so we watched um, a cook with amber segment titled moroccan spiced meat sauce with goat cheese we watched the bow girls video about back to school cookies and we watched nerdy nummies tutorial on how to make youtube cupcakes so we'll go through these videos one by one and then move on to our more general thoughts so katie take us away 
with Moroccan spiced meat sauce with goat cheese. I, I hear you laughing because I picked these segments. And for the record, Cook with Amber is like a very well organized YouTube channel. And the playlists are like divided by like main courses, appetizers, desserts. And she had a whole playlist that was like easy back to school foods. And mm-hmm. that is the one I clicked on. And that's where this recipe came from. So I was thinking about our theme. <laughs> no, I get it. And I love a well-organized, indexed YouTube channel. Yes. Bless you cook with Amber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This counts as one of my favorite things to cook. And that is just some stuff to put on spaghetti. <laughs> I feel like that should be a whole category in the YouTube organization because it is by far the easiest thing. I don't know how often you guys just throw stuff in a pot and then put it on pasta, but we do that all the time. Yeah, it's a good when you don't have anything else to cook meal yeah. to make. <laughs> so this was a really short segment. It was only about four minutes long. And we met Amber, who in this video... 15, 16 years old, I would say probably. But it looks like she started the channel when she was only 10. And looking at her, like the index of YouTube things, she's done a ton of like local and national television spots. She was winner of the show Kids Food Network star on the Food Network. So she's a professional. It's a very professional looking video. So she shows us just how to make this really simple pasta sauce. It looked delicious to me. I actually watched it with Jay. I think he was on board until she put the spinach in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, her patter was really great. In a lot of ways, it was just like any other grown-up cooking show that you would watch. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of Cook with Amber? I mean, that's exactly what my thoughts were, that it just felt like it felt very professional. It felt like you could be watching the Food Network, um, any adult cook doing something like that so I don't know how much it would appeal to like younger kids or anything but she was she was a seasoned vet Mm -hmm. (laughs) she reminded me a little bit of a cross between like Martha Stewart and Rachel Ray she had like that Rachel Ray warmth but that Martha Stewart like just very business-like getting down to the brass tacks of the recipe we should note too that the hook for cook with amber (laughs) hook for cook i wasn't even thinking about that is that she supposedly cooks healthier foods which is something that we ran into when exploring the wider field of youtube cooking tutorials it's a lot of sweets Mm -hmm. so we thought we'd dip our toe into a healthy one this definitely qualifies as a healthy recipe there's like two cups of spinach It was like a whole like 16 ounce or 20 ounce package of spinach. Right. Okay. So my weights and measures are terribly off. There was a lot of spinach. (laughs) It was a double recipe. So it was double the amount of spinach. (laughs) (laughs) Should we move on to the Bow Girls? Sure. So we watched the Bow Girls back to school cookies. And these are two sisters. They were very synchronized. They were dressed identically they talked at the same moment they made the same gestures like it seemed really rehearsed I thought they were twins at first I'm not I don't think they are though Mm -hmm. their website says that they started at age five they started their channel in 2013 they have around 39,000 subscribers and 
they were just super adorable. They made back to school cookies out of graham crackers and like the kind of frosting tubes you can get in the bakery aisle at the grocery store that like never ever go bad. Mm-hmm. So it was really lacking in nutritional value and they made like books made out of graham crackers with like a marshmallow in between for the pages. And so I was like cringing because this is totally what my kids would want to make and eat, but it's really not good for them at all. Right. So I thought it was a super cute video. I enjoyed watching it. I think my kids would like watching it. It's not going to be my go-to for real recipes though. Right. What did you What did you think, Laura? Yeah, I agree. This is the one that definitely like my kids would want to watch and would want to make the things, but would also be like a huge mess making the things. Because <laughs> you uh-huh. could tell, even though these girls were very rehearsed, that that frosting is not easy to navigate and get to write the words with and everything. But I know that Felicity especially would love watching this and would be very interested in trying to make and then eat these Mm -hmm. these creations but same kind of feeling too it felt very rehearsed to me it felt like the parents were definitely driving the boat with this one absolutely Um, but not to say the girls didn't want to do it but the parents were definitely more in charge but it was very cute it was cute I uh liked this one by far the least I really didn't like that they didn't make cookies I'm sorry but in what world is a graham cracker a cookie Oh, that's right. At the title said back to school cookies. <laughs> like, can you not just make a nod towards having them make actual cookies? I don't care if the parents are doing most of the actual cooking. Just like show them dumping something in a bowl and then snap your fingers and have the cookies be made. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. One time I made cookies. I don't remember where I found the recipe and I don't have it anymore, but I you take like a yellow cake box mix and you add like two ingredients and you can make cookies and they're delicious I've made that recipe too (laughs) they're really good good. (laughs) yeah yeah and that would have been a little more the the name of the the title of the episode would have made more sense if they had even done something as simple as that yeah I want to see the kids exercising some skills yeah. Like if it's ostensibly about teaching them to be in the kitchen, like I feel like it should be about more than just drawing words on graham crackers. That's just me. I'm horrible. They were very <laughs> cute. They were very cute. I have to ask Laura because we are sisters. Do you think that we could have a hit baking YouTube channel? I mean, I think it's worth a shot. <laughs> I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. All right. All right. We should do because we don't live in the same place. So it'll have to be like a split screen. (laughs) I am 100% behind this idea. We can start off with that cake mix cookie. (laughs) Take it from there. We'll be like, this is a throwdown for the bow girls. Our direct competition is nine year olds. Should we move on to uh, video number three? Yes. Okay, Nerdy Nummies is not a YouTube channel made for kids. It is starring an adult woman, as Deborah mentioned, but 
it gets a lot of mentions from the mom or the mommy blog community as like something that they enjoy watching with their kids. The host Roe makes a variety of nerdy themed baked goods, uh, like mostly from video games, but some movies and TV shows. The one we watched was YouTube cupcakes because YouTube for the summer. Oh, sorry, because YouTube for summer. So I felt like it was thematically appropriate. So she started with the show in just what looked like her normal kitchen, baking nerdy things. But by the time we watched this episode, which was recorded in 2014, she had clearly moved up in the world. It's clearly a set, much like we were talking about with Cook with Amber. It looks fairly professionally produced. She has all the appropriate gadgetry, like candy molds and such. So she made these just like vanilla cupcakes with sparkling cider in them and then put cute little chocolate YouTube signs on the top. What did you guys think of Nerdy Nummies? I thought she was really appealing to me. Um, She was very unpolished in like a really great way. Like when it came time to add the baking soda or powder, she was like, which is it? Baking soda or powder? And I have that moment every time I bake in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. It's dumb I've been baking for like my whole life right (laughs) one comes in a can one comes in a box I could not tell you which one is which right now (laughs) (laughs) but cupcakes were like way more ambitious than anything I would ever attempt to bake and then it took a turn for me okay when she was gonna add the cider she like opened the cider that was kind of funny Uh oh I know what's coming what? I know it's coming. Oh, she drank the cider out straight from the bottle, and then she poured it into a measuring cup, and then she added it to the batter. I it's mean, like, I would do that. Danger zone. Same. Jeffrey, your kitchen is so much cleaner than either of ours. Oh, and then she used her fingers to put the batter in the cupcake tins. Oh, wow. Oh. Yikes. I mean... I'm guilty of doing the same thing, so. I mean, if I were, like, baking for a professional occasion, I guess I wouldn't. But if it's just my family, they can deal with my fingers in the cupcake batter. Agreed. All right. Sorry. It's, it's like, germy for me, but also, like, like I don't like to touch, like, uncooked batter. It's like a... So you don't uh, lick the spoon with the batter? I do not. Wow. That's amazing. We're in two different worlds. <laughs> oh, so what did you guys think? I liked her a lot, but it was also, she was the kind of personality to me that, like, I kept expecting to not like her at some point. Like, it was bordering <laughs> on, like, she was really cute and quirky and funny, but then it was, like, one notch more. But she didn't take it over the edge for me. Like, she was charming and cute the whole time but in my head I almost wanted to dislike her but that being said I thought it was like a cute little segment I don't think I would watch her with my kids I don't think it would appeal to them but it was fun to watch and I thought like the uh, molds for the chocolates were really cute and something that seemed pretty easy that I would never have thought of doing prior to watching this along those same lines I have two comments about Nerdy Nummies. One, I really don't want a baking show that requires me to have a ton of specialized equipment. 
Like, right. I just want one that is like, how can you make a super awesome Mario Kart cake with cupcake tins, unwaxed dental floss, and your wit? That is what <laughs> I want. <laughs> well, this could be our sister show. The MacGyver Sisters Baking. <laughs> I also don't know if you had the same reaction that I did to Rose personality as kind of cashing in on the whole gamer girl personality thing where I like nerdy stuff but I'm a hot girl and I'm never gonna threaten your superiority at video games but isn't this cake cute it edged into that for me and it just made me feel kind of icky no I, I totally agree that was like the yeah her personality was getting to me in the same way. It had a lot more appeal to me than the other two videos, for sure. I would agree, despite the problematic personality for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the Jennifer Lawrence, you know, trying to appeal to the men by being the, like, guy's girl in the right way. Right. right? That's the whole thing. Right. I definitely scrolled through through some of her other videos because it's Kevin's birthday this coming Friday. And Ooh. I don't think I'm going to have the time to, like, bake a complicated fondant-covered cake. Plus, I hate fondant. But I do think I'm going to make him a Deadpool pizza. Wow. Ooh, wow. Oh, my gosh. It was so easy. It's like, cover the whole thing in pepperoni and olives, which are Kevin's favorite pizza topping. So... I can definitely see this being useful, possibly more useful than cook with Amber. Okay. Post it if you make a Deadpool pizza. Will do. Will do. So let's move on to our general thoughts. Do we like the concept, cooking tutorials on YouTube for kids? Like I said with Felicity, I'm not a YouTube person. I don't tend to go online um, for content for my kids. I just, it doesn't occur to me in the moment ever Mm -hmm. but I do watch cooking shows with Felicity and I think it's a great thing that you know moms can be into as well with the kids and actually want to watch yeah I don't watch cooking shows now with my kids but my kids are really picky eaters I try to like involve them in the process of like shopping for food going to the farmer's market for fresh vegetables cooking with them and like Oh, the only vegetable they'll eat is like they'll peel a snap pea pod and eat the peas out of that. <laughs> so I would definitely try like the cooking with Amber and see if this helps. I don't know. I'll try anything. How about you, Katie? What do you, what do you think about the concept? Maybe if you go back in Amber's catalog all the way to the beginning when she was 10. Yeah. And watch a couple of those with Tony. Like that's his age. Mm-hmm. Cooking TV is my jam. I love it. I mm-hmm. went through a long period of time when I loved to watch those like classic cooking shows at the gym, like on the elliptical, for whatever reason. I just loved watching the Pioneer Woman or whoever <laughs> making yeah. something I probably shouldn't be eating while I was sweating. So just for me, like separate from my kids, this is a great thing on YouTube that I would definitely watch. And I have in the past when I want to make something I'm not qualified to make, like Googled, how do I do this and watched YouTube videos. So I am a big fan of the concept. I would love it if theoretically it would help me to 
encourage Jane to eat healthier things. But Mm -hmm. like Deborah, I am not holding my breath. What did you think about the more, honestly, the production value of like the Bow Girls was more amateurish than Amber and Rose? What What's your preference? Well, the Bow Girls to me reminded me of like Daniel Tiger or Arthur when they go to like the live kid segments. Yeah. Which my daughter's really into. So I think like from a kid's point of view, that is very appealing, that type of um television or show so I think Felicity would like the amateur versus the more professional Mm -hmm. I feel like Amber would be better at lying about it being her idea I just saw (laughs) a little bit of terror in the bow girl's eyes (laughs) whereas Amber is more polished and she will tell you that this is what she wants regardless you know Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, the Bow Girls felt a little bit more exploitative. Oh, they also had a very uh, overt ad at the end of their segment. So they were very clearly sent pencil sharpeners as part of an ad campaign. And they did like a little, oh, these are awesome pencil sharpeners at the end of their quote unquote recipe, which was really, I thought, problematic. Agreed. I mean, mm-hmm. that was very obvious and uncomfortable feeling. It did feel forced a little bit, but at the same time, like, they probably do want to do it. It's a, I don't know. I feel like it's a toss-up whether the parents in that situation are really pulling the strings and making them do it or if they actually want to be creating this content. And maybe this is just of a piece with my opinion of all the YouTube things we've read about kid influencers and mm-hmm. teen YouTube stars. It just, I always think the parents are pulling the strings, which is my bias. And I should recognize that. Yeah. But they are the adults. They have the power to say no or do it now. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, Laura, we always try to compare whatever we wa- we've watched to adult movies or shows were you either one of you able to compare this to any these channels to anything that is intended for adults well especially like we said before the amber cooking with amber just really felt like i was watching the cooking channel <laughs> and basically mm-hmm. any any adult cooking show mm-hmm. so that was what came to mind yeah how about you katie Have you ever seen the show Semi-Homemade with Sandra Lee? I don't even know if it's made anymore. It was pretty old, but it is just what it sounds like. Like she takes various like prepackaged things and puts them together in a new way and uh, has a party usually. There's always a segment where she makes a tablescape as well. (laughs) But when I was watching (laughs) the Bow Girls, I definitely thought about Semi-Homemade with Sandra Lee as they were like using their graham crackers as cookies and their disgusting store-bought frosting. Deborah, I thought of, remember that delightful YouTube series, My Drunk Kitchen? No. My Drunk Kitchen. Um, I don't think it's around anymore because I think the creator of it parlayed it into like a career as a television writer. Um, But she would just in like a tiny New York apartment, she would like have a glass of wine and kind of get wasted because she was a lightweight and cook something. It was really funny. (laughs) 
Um, and then also just for the production value, like Emily Gould had a YouTube series called cooking the books where she'd get like a famous writer to come on and they'd cook something with her but it was very it felt very amateurish because i think it was just filmed in like a brooklyn kitchen also right so both sound like good youtube series they were good i think i watched them like before i had kids because i don't even know if they're still on or making new episodes so were you able to cast the gritty hbo reboot somewhat I don't know how gritty (laughs) it would be because I was having trouble like thinking of a gritty with these little kids and like I was having trouble but I do think Amber which I don't know if you all ever watched the pretty little liars or got into that Mm -hmm. I got kind of like a Lucy Hale vibe like very professional but like had that undercurrent kind of deal going on and I can see it being like a behind the scenes thing, like the show Unreal, yeah. where like you're learning all the how the sausage gets made. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, I love Unreal. <laughs> I was just thinking more content than potential hosts. And I think it should be like an actual show about cooking for kids that is just cooking. Do you remember a while ago there was that viral YouTube video that went around where the woman was like, don't you hate how peanut butter is always breaking up the bread when you try to spread it on? Well, just freeze individual sheets of peanut butter and then you can just take the wax paper off and put it on the bread. Did you see this? I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have to find it and post it because it was so maligned from every corner. Because rightfully so, everyone was like, what are you doing to that bread that like makes the peanut butter? What kind of peanut butter are you buying that is so destroying <laughs> your bread? But I kind of want a whole channel of that. A cooking show as if this were making hard recipes, but have it be powdered cheese macaroni and peanut butter and jelly and microwaved hot dogs you'd have to get a really good host who could like pull it off yeah I love it that's a good idea it could almost be an element of the at home with Amy Sedaris mm-hmm. yeah I thought of okay the writer Rebecca Harrington sometimes in New York Magazine writes these articles where she tries a celebrity diet for a number of days or a week. Mm. Like she's tried like Carl Lagerfeld's diet, uh, uh, Giselle and Tom <laughs> Brady's diet, Oprah, Hillary Clinton's diet. And then it's just a really funny account. I think she'd be hilarious on a YouTube channel, like making recipes from the celebrity diets that she's tried. It would be a good companion to the written pieces. Mm-hmm, definitely. So was it better when we were kids? I, for one, cannot think of a single cooking show that was available when we were kids. A child, right? Very classic, old school cooking shows. And I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know the exact date of when the Food Network debuted, but I think it was when I was a young teenager. Okay. So I definitely watched those early, like, Emeril Lagasse, Mario Batali, and early Rachel Ray. I watched and enjoyed those, and those definitely informed the fact that I love food TV to this day. So I feel like it's kind of of a piece. It's nice to have Mm -hmm. them in these like bite-sized chunks, because for the most part, these videos 
are pretty short. Mm-hmm. It is nice to be able to go to the internet and be like, how do I make a Deadpool pizza? And like something <laughs> comes up, you know? So I guess yeah, I would totally. say it was not better when we were kids. Did you guys ever watch the Julia Child show? I have only seen like quick clips as an adult. I never watched it as a kid. How about the early 90s classic movie, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Well, oh my you know, god, yes. I have, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole plot line, right? Like the stoner teenage brother learns to cook by watching Julia Child videos, or is it just generic cooking videos? Oh gosh. That's worth a rewatch to find out. I don't remember. All right, we're all putting it on our list. Don't tell mom <laughs> the babysitter's dead. Listeners, if you have not seen it, Christina Applegate at her finest. A little Josh Charles is a love interest. Just check it out. It's awesome. So would you ever watch any of these cooking channels alone voluntarily? No. (laughs) I wouldn't because when I do go on, which I go online to find recipes a lot, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I just want the recipe. I would maybe go to one of these hoping that like the recipe was posted at the bottom and would probably not watch the actual content and just try to get the recipe. Yeah, I'm with you. I would much rather read a recipe than watch somebody else make it. I'm with you on cooking, but when it comes to baking and decorating, I would 100% watch one of these because I just did Jay's fourth birthday party and I tried to do a Lego cake and I watched a bazillion YouTube videos trying to figure out how to do it. And it was, I thought, really helpful slash the cake still didn't turn out very good (laughs) (laughs) but I was really glad to have all these different examples slash frustrated that all these people seem to be able to make beautiful cakes I saw the cake it was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I would definitely watch nerdy nummies alone voluntarily and any number of other baking assisting shows (laughs) Should we do 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids? I think it's fine. It's way better than the videos they like to watch on YouTube of people playing video games. So that's, again, that's always my bar for whether something on YouTube is good and these are good. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, theoretically, they could learn a skill um, Mm -hmm. and everything else about it seems harmless and cute. So I'm into it. Good for our kids. I wish I could get Jay into something like this, but I see two problems here. One, that like a lot of them wouldn't be things that the kid would make. They would just be like, I want you to make that for me, which would be annoying, right? I mean, the bow girls definitely achievable for a kid. The YouTube cupcakes, not so much. Yeah, I think maybe Jay's just on the younger end of it. Like earlier this summer, I put out all the ingredients for making like just like chocolate chip cookies on our kitchen table. And I told my kids to make cookies and they did it and they read through the recipe. So, and they're, you know, a few years older than Jay. So someday. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Ratings? It's hard just to generally lump all of them together, but I'm going to say four for YouTube cooking shows for kids in general. Lumping them all together. Maybe I'd say three. Interesting. Middle of the road cautious I like it (laughs) guys I'm gonna say 4.5 the only reason I'm not saying five is because it's not immediately applicable to my own life 
but I would stinking love it if my kids were into this because I love it. So if we could watch YouTube cooking shows instead of Dino Truck, I would be so down with that. Yeah, keep working on it. Maybe you can bond with Jay over this like the Teen Titans Go Mom. I hope so. Every once in a while, I can get him to watch an episode of The Great British Bake Off, which I feel like mm-hmm. is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Have you tried Chop Junior? We have not tried Chop Junior. Is it streaming somewhere? No, we just recorded on good old TV. I do not have my life together enough to do that. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine podcasts. Check out our website at myscreentime2.com. You can also still find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode. If you want to watch along with us, guys, I think we probably only have one episode left in our YouTube for summer series. So we're really excited to share that with you and kind of wrap this segment up and get your opinions on what you liked, what you didn't like what we should do moving forward. So you can always tweet us with show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or any comments at at myscreentime2, or you can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by Deborah and her adorable children, and our podcast is produced by me, Katie. Huge thank you to my little sister for guesting with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. Bye.